What's up? It's Gabe Davis, and you're tuned in to the Second Wind Podcast. I don't know. It's just I understood it. Like, I knew, like, Gabe, you're not where you want to be for a reason. So it's like you got to put the time and you got to put the work in now to be able to live a happy life after. This ain't going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to sacrifice literally everything. You had games in the league already where you have gone federal. The Steelers game where you one-handed catching touchdowns over first-team all-pro dudes. Like, you taking 98 yards to the house. Like, describe that cerebral mindset when you're on the field. So we see the safeties down low, and I'm like, oh, man, this should have touchdown, bro. So Josh goes, I don't care where, I don't care where Mika's at, I'm throwing it up. I go, okay, cool. Trying to go deep to Davis. He pulls it in. And there's not a lot of guys built like that, you know what I'm saying? No. Being for the moment is very hard. So for you, like how, like that's just something you love or that's just something that's natural for you. I had a plan A and that was it. If you got a plan B, you're planning to fail. Another guy inside of me, like a digs at the other position that is, again, a dog and just a whole different type of mentality. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand him. Like, he's not a diva. You know what right. I'm saying? Diggs ain't a diva. He's a winner. We got all the pieces. We just got to put it together. Before we get into the episode, I want to give a big shout out to all the people that show us love, all our supporters, all the subscribers. We can't do what we do here without you guys. And obviously, the bigger the channel gets... Uh, the bigger the pod gets and you know we just want to tell you guys we really appreciate you if you could do us a huge huge favor hit the subscribe button that would mean the world to us also we just dropped some second win merch we got the fire trucker hats we got the all black yep. we got the all white and we got the black and white so you know what i'm saying you could put it on backwards you could put it on sideways you could put it on front it's fire with everything Check the link in the description. Want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the number one meal kit in America. And one thing that I hate about cooking is taking an hour and a half to make the food and then eating it in 15 minutes. HelloFresh delivers fresh groceries right to your front door and they make it easy to make. 15 minutes to make, 15 minutes to eat. So it's an even trade off, which brings me to the next thing that I love about HelloFresh is you don't have to go to the grocery store and look for your food for an hour and a half. You don't have to stand in line. You don't have to take 30 minutes to go back home. By the end of the day, it's a two-hour process. HelloFresh comes right to your front door, and it tastes great. If you want to try HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash secondwin50 and get 50% off along with free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash secondwin50 and get 50% off. 50% off along with free shipping. Enjoy the show. Second Win family, what's up? Back to you again with another episode of the Second Win Podcast. Of course, I'm Jay Mills with Gio. Gang. And today, man, uh, we had to pull up the Buffalo on my brother Gabe Davis, man. Star wide receiver <laughs> for the here. Buffalo Bills, man. We took the long haul, but, you know, we had to come up here and, uh, you know, get him right, man. But I'm glad to have you on the pod, brother. Thank you oh, for yeah. joining, bro. travel six hours to come see me. Let's make something happen. Uh, of yeah, course, bro. bro. Six hours, like, we appreciate you because, you know, <laughs> camp starts real soon in a couple days and it's like, I know you busy and I know you locked in, but like you still made time to come. Yes, you know sir, I mean, man. come on the show. So we really appreciate that, bro. Um, just starting off, like nine times out of ten, how someone is, like they're curated from their environment, right? So growing up in Sanford, Florida, what was that like and what does that area mean to you? Because you wear it on your chest, you know, talking to Jarvis, he always talks about how you rep it. What does it mean to you for, to be from there? Um, I mean, I feel like it just means everything for me, you know. Um, that's the city I'm from. That's the city where I feel like I was made to be the man I am today. The biggest thing out of Sanford is the boys that I was around and played football with and grew up with. They taught me everything in life, uh, the coaches. And, you know, I had a lot of father figures in life that were from there uh, or lived there because I, I didn't have one. So just being able to have everything all in that one city, you know, made me fall in love with it. And that's where... Also, my mom lived there when she was young, too, as well. Yeah. And just kind of like a, a generational thing. 
Mm-hmm. So how big how big was that for you when you got like the key to the city? Because I was just watching so many things on you yesterday. I'm just like, bro, your impact on Sanford is like insane. Of course, like we train together and you always rep Sanford. You got the tattoo, obviously, mm-hmm. but like your impact on Sanford is really big. It's like you would go back and, you know, you would talk and like, bro, you got a key to the city. Like, that's dope. Like, how impactful is that for you? It was crazy because I was I was like never that kid to like that was going to be the star. I was never the one that people were looking at at a young age like, really? oh, this is the one. Right. Like, this is the kid that's going to do it. I may, I had, I remember I had a young coach when I was nine years old, my first year, uh, Coach Thompson. He, you know, he told me I was a blue chipper. I was going to be a kid who was going to be able to play college ball and I was going to make it in the long haul. And then I had um, like a father in me, Coach Moxley, who told me, you know, like, without a doubt, I'm going to the NFL. But I never really, no one ever looked at me as that guy. I was never that guy. I was the guy that was off to the side and, the biggest thing I was taught at a young age because I watched my mom do it was just outwork everybody. Mm. So from then at nine years old, and I I thank God to this day because I have no idea how I knew at nine years old <laughs> how to be. I mean, I'm just going to outwork everybody and get to the NFL. And Simple as that. Yes. And I wrote my mom a note. I said, Mom, I'll retire you and I'm going to make it to the NFL. And, you know, here we are today. She's retired. Man, she's oh, good. No, the thing is, I, I she could be, but she don't even want to. She she mm. she loves working, loves doing something. She can't sit around the house because if she do, she's gonna be calling my phone too much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she's so used. So, she's so locked into that mentality, yeah. like that grind, grind, grind mentality yeah. that she instilled in you. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to just. I don't want to retire. I I need to get to it. No, for sure. I mean, my mom. The biggest thing with me, I remember when I was nine years old. Like I say, I said, Mom, I don't want to play football no more. Mm. Like I'm, I, you know, I was scared at the time because once the guys put the pads on, it was a little bigger than usual. So I was like, Mom, I don't want to play. And she she walked that room. She came back and she said, Nah, you gonna go to practice? She said, Cause you quit now, you quit the rest of your life. Mm. And again, like I said, how I was able to understand that at nine, when she said that, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna make the most of it. And now we're here today, so can't do nothing but thank her. And, you know, she always, she doesn't take credit for, you know, the thanks that I hear, but she don't understand how big of a moment that is to be able to tell somebody that. And then, you know, you just literally taught them life in just like a mm. couple words. Yeah. And that's what she taught me. And that's how I go about life with everything. Damn. No, you're definitely a true testament to that, bro. Cause like I said, you're one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. So, you know, everything came to fruition for you, so I'm proud. Um, but, you know, you growing up, uh, you being the oldest of three, uh, and like you were saying, your mom being a single mother, um, you know, we talked about it before, but, you know, you didn't have a lot growing up. You know, sometimes were tough for you. How big of an uh, impact was that on you to be the older brother and set the example and, you know, try to be the man of the house? And, like, how did that situation impact you growing up? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, that's what motivated me to be where I'm at today, you know, and I felt like, being the older brother, feeling like the man of the house, you know, at a young age, it was just like, I got to show my siblings what it's like, you know, to be successful. And I got to, and I got to kind of pave that way and, and show them that, you know, when times get tough, you just got to keep going, keep pushing and you can be whoever you want to be. And that's my biggest message. Like you can do whatever you want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can, you can be and do whatever you want. But the real question is, you know, what are you going to do to sacrifice that, mm-hmm. to be that? And I feel like that's where people get lost at because they don't want to sacrifice everything for it you know what i'm saying i'm i sacrificed everything for it all all the parties all the fun stuff like i knew i knew me i, I just knew i had to outwork everybody and i knew what came, i knew what came with that understood that at a young age and was able to take that from from then all the way until again now so did you look at that that situation as pressure or is it was you just looked at it as like yo i gotta do it like this is what i gotta do it's just it was just felt like what I had to do the same way my mom had to wake up at you know seven a.m. and go work from seven to ten or seven to eleven. Yeah, same thing she had to do is the same way I felt when it was like okay I gotta go I gotta go get this money because right. I gotta be able to take care of my family. 
And even to be that young, bro, like those sacrifices that, like you said, you had to make. Like a lot of people aren't mature enough to even. Yeah. You know tough. what I'm saying? A lot of people aren't mature enough to even realize, like, I got to sacrifice to get to where I want to be. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I still don't understand how to this day, like, how when I was nine years old, I was like, <laughs> right. I, got, I, I got to sacrifice no, everything for, for like, this. When you're right. a kid, bro, when you're a kid, especially, like, you know, middle school, high school, all yeah. your people is going, they partying, they hanging out, they going and doing whatever, going to the mall. It is so difficult to kind of be like, nah, I'm going to go work out, or nah, I'm going to go run routes, or nah, I'm going to go do this. Like, to have that, like, mature mindset at that age is... It's, it's like surreal. No, I'm thinking hard, like when bro. I was that age, I was outside. Like, yeah, right. I'm sliding. We go into this festival. We go into this carnival. We doing whatever. But like, I mean, it's a it's a testament to you. And obviously, you know, it paid off. Like you, you where you supposed to be. Yeah, 100 percent. And I feel like I can say it and say it confidently because I know if you ask anybody who knows me and knows what I'm about, they'll say the same thing. They know that I'm not out here, you know, just saying stuff like it, it's all true. Mm-hmm. But that road, a nine-year-old road, just to even like you said, and now you know, like your brother plays, and you know, I, I watched so many things uh, throughout the week, just like how your younger brother was just like, yo, like it's one of the hardest workers I know. Like my brother is that guy. Like I learned everything from him. And I'm just like, damn, like you know, it's beautiful. You were that guy that really set the mold of like, yo, this is how you work. If you want to succeed and do this, do this at the highest level, like follow my footsteps. Like that's and that right there is a blessing by itself. Yeah, I mean, my brother, he just, I think he tore his ACL three times, had four surgeries. Damn, damn. And he just posted a, a before and after picture of you know. After surgery, and then I think seven months, it's been seven months, and his body completely changed. And it's like re rehab work is a whole different kind of work, bro. Oh, Especially yeah, you have bro. to do it three times, four Just times ACL over. Especially too. mentally, too. Yeah, like, mentally. Coming yeah. back is crazy. Mentally. Yeah. So it's crazy. And, and the biggest thing that was. And we have this, so, you know, I just I just opened up a gym, the Draft yep, Academy, that, blah, yep, blah, that, blah. Congratulations and on that, by the thanks, way. I appreciate fire. it. Yep. And we had a, we have this mental cognitive training business called Nestry that I'm ambassador for. And they scanned his brain, right? They they scanned all of our, and they can tell you everything, how you how you perform in high-press situations, your mood, you know, how you are as a person, how you think about yourself, how you think about externally, whatever. Yeah, it's fire. And my brother, they scanned my brother's head, and obviously everything is his thoughts on himself. Mm. Everything he thinks about, and, he, and then you go back and you look, he had three ACL surgeries. You right. know what I'm saying? Or four four surgeries towards ACL three times. He's sitting here thinking, man, can I, can I do it? But he's still consistently going out there and trying to work to be the guy he wants to be. And that makes me so proud as the older brother because it's like he's going through a lot, but yet mm -hmm. he still has got that same mindset like, I'm still going to work. I'm still going to sacrifice and give it all I got. Because at the end of the day, if he makes it or not, it's like as long as you did that, Jordan, you're going to be successful in whatever you do. Right. Because physical work is is, is tough. But yeah. you got the physical and you got the mental side of it that's that's really, you know, weighing you down. And he's still working through it, still fighting. So, you know, shout out to him. Love him and yeah. happy he's doing what he's, he's doing. He's not letting the circumstances define him. You no, know what I'm saying? Never. Like you said, that's the formula, the key in life, regardless of football. Yeah. He's going to be successful in whatever he do. Yeah, but he got, you know what I'm saying? He learned that from you, bro. Yeah, for sure. No, for One sure. of my favorite sayings is how you do anything is how you do everything. Which is a fact. So, like, he's going into his rehab thinking, like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get after it. Yep. Even if, you know, whatever happens in life, he's going to be able to use that same mentality to get to where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, speaking of mentality, right. You were severely under recruited, you know, in in high school coming out, you end up going to UCF and you snap. Yeah. Right. But your coach talked about how there were times where, you know, other college coaches say he wasn't good enough to play here. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Did, did that like mindset of those college coaches did that put a chip on your shoulder like develop that like hungry dog mentality like i'm gonna really get to it since yeah. they since people is doubting me type of thing 
I feel like I always had the chip on my shoulder when I was when I was young, just because again I wasn't the fastest, wasn't mm-hmm. the quickest, wasn't the strongest, wasn't the toughest. Like I was the guy, you know, that was just just out there. Yeah. And I kind of always had that chip to just be like, Gabe, just put your head down, keep working, you'll get better, um, and you'll be in the position you want to be in, and you'll you'll outlast a lot of these guys right. again. Um, so that that was my whole mindset. I kept that mindset all the way throughout until college. Again, once I got to high school, I was I was doing well. I was yeah. doing really good. Um, but everybody said I was too slow to play receiver at the next level. Shit. So they you know wrong. they were, yeah they recruited me as a tight end and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I remember Coach Beckton at UCF came to one of my high school games yep. and I was playing receiver. I had five receptions, two hundred twenty five yards, and three touchdowns. Federal. And I, yeah, and after the, <laughs> after the game, he comes up and he goes. Yeah, you ain't no tight end, you're a receiver. <laughs> right. Um, and I was like, that's when I knew, like, okay, like, I got someone to believe in me that, that you know, a school that I want to go to that believes I'm a receiver, boom, did that. And then, again, the same thing happened coming into the league. You know, is Gabe fast enough to play receiver at the next level? I remember you were talking about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, obviously, you know, I, fucking, I mean, I averaged 17, 17 yards right. a catch. Yes, sir. I got one of the longest touchdowns in Bill's history. You doing it. Um, and it's just like. I feel like I always prove people wrong and you know, whatever whatever is said about me, I just add that to the list and, you know, keep that in my mind when it comes to work or when it comes to times I don't feel like getting up. Mm-hmm. And it comes to times where I'm tired or, you know, my body aches, it's like you just gotta think of those moments when, you know, people down, you just gotta push through and keep going. That's tough. And I feel your fire. Hell yeah. yeah. I think sometimes in football, like we nitpick at too much. Like, is he big enough? Is he fast enough? And something that Bert said about you was like, yo, you can't measure his heart. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can't measure someone's heart. So it's just like you going through that process, like maybe you weren't the biggest or the strongest or the fastest, but you outworked everyone. Yeah. And your routine and your longevity was the reason why you're able to be so successful, which is a lot of people can't stay the course. Yeah. So it's like you're able to do that and go to UCF for three years, start as a true freshman. And then junior year, you balled and snapped and declared and did your thing. So like that by itself, like your routine speaks for itself. Yeah, no, I was never like satisfied where I was at. You know, I feel like there was always more I could I could bring to the table. And I feel like a lot of guys get satisfied or, you know, they, they get big too early and maybe they feel like they can relax a little bit. And mm-hmm. people forget that there's only 1,700 players in the NFL. That's a bar. You know what I'm saying? There's only 1,700. And in the United States, it's like 330 million people. You right. know what I'm saying? And so that that's kind of the approach I take at it. It's like this ain't going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to sacrifice literally everything because, again, we bring back that number, 1,700 players, and all of them not even playing. So minuscule. All of them aren't even yeah, playing. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's just a whole different lifestyle. You got to live that life. You got to. <laughs> like you said, you, like, you got to be about that life, bro, because like you said, 1,700, and that's not even including active roster people. Not even including the them. People who dress yeah. up on game day actually run routes. That's what I'm saying. And people, too, like people compare themselves to others too because some people don't have to work at all and they're still there some people got mm-hmm. the talent that can that can get them to the league mm-hmm. it won't last them in the league right? right it'll even even if they are you know great players like there's a certain time where that that talent gonna run out yeah but i feel like a lot of people try to compare themselves to others and they can work like this guy because he's in the league and he's doing this but it's like mm. nah bro like you you're not at his level at all <laughs> like you have to put way more time in than he does Fast. you have to put in you have to put in 100 more hours a week than he does and he's still going he still <laughs> right. might be better than you're you right, some right. people just got it naturally some people got it naturally you just can't but again you got to stay that course and be consistent because i don't know maybe by year 9 or 10 you know he'll be falling down and you'll just be getting up like you, nev- you you never know for you how is it important how important is it to you to like, like you said, not compare yourself to everyone else and stay in your own lane and focus on your routine? Yeah, I mean, it's tough just because you see, you see what comes with with, with this lifestyle. You see what comes with the money. You see like, you know, the Instagrams and you see people yeah. are here doing this, doing that. And 
we're all human, bro. We all want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you think I don't want to be out there and, and bore, bore, <laughs> hanging out right, <laughs> at the beach, bro, <laughs> posting pictures, you know, saying I, I sure. done did it. But it's like, that's that's not where I'm at right now. Mm. Like, could I go do it? Yeah, but it's like, I'm not even in any position to be able to go and do that. So why yeah. so, so why go do it? What am I celebrating? You know, maybe, you know, get a second contract. Right. Like, hey, right. Hey, right. Hey, 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 Michael, Michael hey, celebrate hey, a little bit. Hey, Michael, hey, go out there for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Take the fam out yes, there, sir. but it's like, I don't got nothing to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you just got to remember, and there's a lot of people, I mean, there's people, again, that too, like I said, we can bring it back to the people who, there's people that really don't put in as much time as you, and they still got way more than you do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to kind of separate yourself from that, because that'll that'll make you unhappy. Yes, it will. Like, there was times where I was like that, like, I was getting unhappy, because it was like, man, I'm putting in all this time, putting all this work, and it's like... I'm still getting down. I'm like, this person don't got to do nothing, man. He, yeah. All these people, man, they got it all. Like, a lot of them got right. it all, you know? So it's just trying to find that balance mentally because, I mean, that's been the biggest talk for the past couple of years is the whole men- the, the whole mental thing, man. Yeah. It's like you realize how big it is once you get here. Like, you got to learn how to, you know, disconnect from so much and just focus on what you got going on because, again, being that nine-year-old boy, like, where I came from, it's like... I'm sitting here, you know, in this house and doing these things for my family and everything. It's like, it's a blessing. But mm-hmm. it's like, for some reason, I still want more, yeah. you know? And you just got to find a way to, at the end of the day, still be satisfied with what you have because it's a lot. Yeah. You know, so just sure. being where your balance. feet are, enjoying what you got. Enjoying what you got. Like, of course, you see what everybody wants, and that's what you're working towards. You're working to get there. But again, like you said, one step in front of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, each day, take each day, you know, one day at a time. So that's that's the biggest thing for me is I just got to take one step. Yeah. And that and that's a that's a winner's mentality. And just you know, I always tell people, still to this day, I swear to God, bro, like you're one of the most hard, hardest working people I've ever been around. And I've been around some dogs, but bro, like you're top echelon, top number one, like one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life. Like you know, for example, all throughout college when Bert was down in Orlando training the combine guys, you would skip spring break and go down there and train with those guys. You know what I'm saying, like. We weren't doing that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people that we like. We were on spring break partying, you know what I'm saying? And those are the sacrifices that you know you made to get to the level that you were at. So throughout that process, and you know you making those sacrifices, how important? Like what drove you to be like I got to do that? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I got to go get it right now. Like I'm not gonna go spring break. Like being around those NFL guys, getting that training, you know that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. It's just I understood it. Like I knew like. Gabe, you're not where you want to be for a reason. So it's like you got to put the time and you got to put the work in now to be able to live a happy life after. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying I wasn't happy at the time, but it was like I was pulling up to Disney at, at 14, 15 years old. I was seeing, you know, Cargo coming out in his in his all-black Lambo. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, was, I was seeing Saquon <laughs> coming up there, you know, looking like a tree. And I'm like, yo, I don't look like that. Yo. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, yo, I got to do something. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm not as fast as these guys. I'm not as big as these guys. I'm nowhere near these guys. And right. I'm, at the end of the day, I was still, you know, five years younger than five, ten, you know, six, seven, eight plus years younger. But it was still like. I was comparing myself to them people now. And I was like, yeah. I got to get to where they're at now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I kind of gave me a little unrealistic kind of look at look at it when it came to like, I'm nowhere near these guys' level at all. Mm-hmm. Even though I still had years to grow and, and time, you know, was on my side. But it was like, I just knew that there's work that needs to be done. And whenever I have time to be able to go be around the best, you know, I'm going to be around the best. Like, you know, the whole saying, you know, show me your, your, your five friends and I'll show you where you be in five years, you know, yeah. kind of a deal. So it was like, I'm going to be around the best guys to give me the best opportunity to play for, you know, the best league, the NFL. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Burt because when I met Burt, you were still super young and he was talking about you. Yes. 
like he was like this dude gay bro he's serious like he's gonna go to ucf like he's a monster and like to have somebody that believes in you that much before you're even there is so inspiring like it's so beautiful to have that person you know you got that support system behind you so i just i want to give a shout out to him because i remember vividly like i was chilling with him and he was like yo this dude gabe he's serious and like to see that you're still working with him to this point like is beautiful so like what does he mean to you as your trainer i mean bert means everything you know bert bert saw the work that i put in again when i showed up to disney when i was probably like i don't know 15 16 years old um so he was like he, he he you know he 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 gives you that he gives you that spill like he knows you know what I'm saying but yeah. you know what he be talking about you know what I'm saying he's he's like I've been around this guy I've been I did this I did that you yeah. know what I'm saying I didn't see what it looks like you know you got it and it was just a guy I knew that would if I wanted to work he was there and he was he would hold me to that standard that I set at a young age so when there's times I you know when there was times I was kind of not feeling it even though I was still going still doing it like there was times you know he would just keep reminding me on you know what the mission is, what the goal is. And, you know, Bert gets a lot of crap now because he's here with me now. And everybody thinks that, oh, he's only with you because you got this, this, and that. It's like, bro, mm-hmm. he was with me when I didn't have nothing. Yeah. Right? It's like, when it, and, it's, and it wasn't a guarantee. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was helping me out when it wasn't a guarantee. Like, you can sit here and say, like, oh, he knew that you were going to, like, no, nobody knows, man. Anything right. could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Anything could have happened. So it's like, he sacrificed his time for me and, a, a, a lot of a lot of stuff for me to, yeah. to be where I'm at today, and you know I got nothing but love and appreciate him. And um, again, we all we all know how Bird is. Yeah, man. We know I, the mm-hmm. type of you know the type of work he is. We know the type of person he is, um, and we see why. You know, I'm still with him to this day. And if I'm you, it's just like you know you're. Uh, I I think just being around like the league guys and playing in the league, just like your routine is everything. And like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like the work you've been putting in with Bert. You know what I'm saying has got you here and is going to continue your games continue to get better and better. So it's just like you know, keeping him around. That's only going to be part of the formula. It's a winning formula because mm-hmm. you know, just like anything, Bert's going to get the best out of you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's one thing I can always say. Bert's 100 percent going to get the best out of you. He just has that. He has that demeanor, that mentality. Like he just pushes you. Yeah, like if you tell him, if you tell him you want to be a Hall of Famer, you want to be great. Oh, it's like all right, we're going to sacrifice yeah, we're gonna all do that. to yeah. be able to do that. We're going to see if you, you know? really about that. Life. Yeah, if you ain't about it and you don't want to do it. We'll be here from nine to twelve. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're like, you're, you're, right? You eating that shit? You don't want to be a fucking Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah you, you, you fat as hell. What are you doing, bro? Right, right, like, what exactly. are you doing? You, you, you're eating, you're eating Zaxby's and saying you want to be, you want to have five percent body fat. That's holding you accountable. Holding you accountable. Does he do it in an aggressive way sometimes? Yeah, he does. And a lot of people can handle that. Like that's what I tell him. That, 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 <laughs> right. That's his weakness. Like he teaches, he he coaches everybody as if they're alphas. Mm-hmm. That's like you can't. You, there's different ways you gotta you gotta. But listen to people. what he's saying. Not the you know what I'm saying. Hundred percent. Not the tone. Hundred percent. Listen to what he's saying. Listen what he's saying. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but there's different ways you gotta express it to certain people to get the best out of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because there are there are people that are great that aren't gonna be alpha alpha people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's like all you gotta do is find a way on how to get into them mentally to make them know that you're on their side at the end of the day and it's all love and you can get those guys to be able to jump on board with you and then still be able to perform at a high level. Yeah, it's facts. Sure. So you being drafted in the fourth round, um, uh, going to the Bills, drafted in the fourth round, obviously you're going to have to earn your way on your reps, you know, um, and throughout the season, Cole got hurt. You ended up stepping up playing. And then when you came back, you ended up playing even more because you knew all the positions. So you ended up playing, I think, like 73% of the offensive snaps as a rookie, right? How important was that for you to, 
learn all those positions and be a sponge so when your opportunity came you make the most of your reps right because as you know bro being a fourth round receiver and you got drafted to a really good receiver room mm -hmm. so it's like yo I got to earn everything I can get you know what I'm saying walking into a situation so it's like for you learning all those learning all those positions why was that so important for you in your maturation process as a receiver yeah, well, I knew I was going to – so they wanted me to learn Z. I think I was going to be behind Steph at the time. So when I first got a draft, told me to learn Z. Um, we get out there. I was doing well. They're like, okay, we may we may need you to back up smoke at the X. I was like, all right, cool. Then something happened to Cole. He was like, hey, do you think you can learn F? And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm still <laughs> making plays about this. Right, I'm right. like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm Damn. saying? Just, I mean, you know, Dave, like, if y'all – Dave's, I mean, he got – 200 something plus oh, yeah. just nasty plays, plays alone yeah you know what i'm saying not even huddle calls so i'm like yeah okay okay so then i'm you know i'm continuing to kind of make plays and be consistent and he goes hey you want to run four wide what do you think about learning the why i'm like coach i wish y'all <laughs> told me this a month ago early right, and i right. could have learned all of them but i but i end up i learned every single position and it was it was it was easier than i thought even yeah. though with the with the amount of plays that gets that, that gets called um it was still pretty good and again like it was good for me because Obviously, it gave me more opportunity to get out on the field. If somebody got hurt or something happened, like they can find a way to put me out there to be able to go out there and make more plays, this and that. And my rookie year was was great. I learned a lot. I had a lot. Of, like you said, the receiver room was packed. I had great people around me who was around great players and who are great players. So yep. it was definitely a great opportunity for me. Tell me about that preparation that even went into that, to learning all those positions. Like, I, bro. People understand how smart you have to be to play football. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let alone play receiver, like the audibles, you know what I'm saying, bro? All the checks, all the leverage. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's just so much that goes into it. Like, yeah. looking at the defense, if this guy comes, I'm running this. If this guy comes, like, if his leverage is this, like, right. what is the preparation behind that? Let alone yeah. knowing three positions. Yeah, so for me, it was so I would write every single play on note cards. And I would just constantly go through those or whatever. So, but when I was out there, and I was still out there in Cali training, yep. and I had all them note cards, and I was still doing that. Me and Bird, after we've done training, we would go to the house, and I would get a whiteboard, and he would sit there with those note cards, and he would call out the play, and I would write up the whole play, and then I'd write up every single route for Damn. every single play, and that's what we did after after workouts, like basically every day. Jesus. Yeah. So it was like constant, just like keep going over it, keep drawing the same stuff, keep going so you can know. Cause again, it's easier to do it in AC when you're under a roof and you're just sitting there drawing them up. But when mm -hmm. you get out there, the bullets you guys, fly, yeah, right? the bullets fine. You got somebody <laughs> yelling at you or something. You right. like, you still gotta, you still gotta be locked in. So again, it was just constantly going through it and then being able to, and then once we got together and once we started running through it, it just all came together. Yeah. And you know, too, bro, playing, playing fast is the key to being successful. Like you can't be out there thinking you just, the game's too fast. You're not gonna make any plays. Yeah, and that's my biggest thing too. It's like they like everybody looks at these guys like, oh, he runs a four two, he runs a four three, blah blah. But it's like, but is he thinking how though? how quick does he right. process? Is it? he thinking though? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if you got if you got a twenty word play, you know, with an alert on it, mm -hmm. and he's sitting there thinking out there, is he running four two or is he running four six now because he doesn't know what he's doing? Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's it's cool to be fast and everything, but it's like. And and that's the thing too. It's like you got all these fast people. It's like, but yeah, but you look at all the greats. It's like not all of them were super fast. Yeah, like, all the guys that you're talking right now were not that fast. <laughs> right, and y'all right. still be hyping this fast. <laughs> they put stuff so up. much into that, like so much 40, emphasis on and it. it's like, bro, if a dude can play football, he can play football. He like, can play. He can play. <laughs> like that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, you watch the clip of Brandon Bean watching run a four five. He was like, oh, I'm so glad he ran that. 
Cause yeah. it's like he knows he can get me later. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If yeah. I was out there running four three, game might have been out of there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but you happy you in your situation now? Exactly, man. I love my team. I love my players. You know, Josh. I, again, like there's not a lot of great quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. Josh is a great quarterback. To He's be a with. monster. He's a monster. So uh, to be with a guy like that, and then have another guy inside of me like uh, Diggs at the other position, that is again. A dog and just a whole different type of mentality and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand him like he's not a diva you know what right. i'm saying Diggs ain't a diva he's a winner he wants he's a Simple. winner he wants to win and he gets into that mode and it's a different type of mode but again you don't expect people to understand that because that not all people are winners either though yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying so when you see when you see Diggs and the way he's acting you know everyone would say he's putting on a, a charades or something like nah bro that's just him he you just know cares. locked in he just cares he's, he's passionate got about that mindset He's got that a like, mindset. Diggs I'm works. Like, yeah. Diggs is a worker. So a lot you, of people don't understand that. And you should be pissed when you don't get the results that you want. You, you should, should be. be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how everybody should be. Like, we tell, like, this is what we tell 17. Like, 17, if there's certain things we're not doing right, bro, you can let us know. Mm-hmm. You can be a little asshole about it, too. We don't really care. Because guess what? The same standard you hold us to, we're going to hold you to that same standard. For sure. So it's like, if there's a standard in the room, let's make it a standard. But... This is if this is how we gonna run it. Let's run it that way and let's be let's be consistent. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not worried about getting cussed at if I do something wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm gonna get my I don't, I don't get my lick back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 you mess up. Yeah. I'm, what? I'm on what? you. I'm on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You better you better get this right now. A thousand percent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it was just stuff like that. But again, there's a. Well, I'm around a bunch of guys who want to win. That's a championship standard, bro. It's a championship mm-hmm. standard. Just what you're talking like. Yeah. Bro, that's championship. It standard, looks crazy. Bro. It looks crazy from from you know outside in, but from us it's just like hey, we just trying to win. People who aren't yeah. winners can't understand that. Yeah, we just yeah. trying to win, and, the, and that window for every team closes. It's so small. Yep, you no, know what I'm you're saying. That window right. is small, and and we got all the pieces. We just got to put it together. Mm-hmm. So for sure, you had games in the league already where you have gone federal. Stupid. Like man. I'm talking. I'm watching you on TV. Like yo, he's going dumb. Obviously, the Kansas City game where you mm-hmm. went crazy. But even like feel because like. You chill, like you like as a person, laid you like back. laid back, mm-hmm. you chilling, but I know when you on the field, you a killer. Yeah. Describe that. So it's funny, I'll tell a quick story about the Pittsburgh game. So I remember I caught the so I remember it was a, it was third and on what, third and two? Oh no, third and eight, but we're third and ten or something, we're on two yard line, whatever. And I remember I heard Dorsey go, We're gonna run, blah blah blah, and that mm-hmm. means I got, you know, the post or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this man trying to make something happen. Right. <laughs> Get it, whatever. Boom, touchdown, right? Score. 98 yards. It's crazy. Then all of a sudden, we go run the play where I caught the one-hand ball. Mm-hmm. So Josh goes, I don't care where I don't care where Mika's at. I'm throwing it up. I go, okay, cool. Love that. So all right, since I know that, I'm like, Gabe, you better make the most out of this because, this, right. you know, I don't get a lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. So I'm like, you better make the most out of this one. So um, I saw the ball in the air, and it was like slow motion, man. I just saw it, and then Mika played great uh, – play great defense he had my arm locked so yeah. he put his arm over mine so i couldn't get his left hand up so i'm like damn i gotta make it with the non-dominant joint I'm like, I gotta make it over here with the right. <laughs> so i just stick that joint up man i close my eyes i open them and all of a sudden i got two hands on the ball ripping it out of his arms and i was just like you see it in the same in the kansas city game too like it's like being able to make those plays and you know such like high pressure you know high situations like that against great players it's like you just sit there sometimes you're just like man God damn! Like this is everything I wanted, man. Yeah. This is everything I wanted Since to do. That nine you know year old kid, yeah. And it's like it kind of just hits me every single time I'm doing something like that because it's just like it's such a blessing. 
those you crunch know? time moments, right? Those crunch time moments. It, it's just a, it, it's such a blessing, and I feel like when it comes to when the pressure, when the pressure's on, and it's time to sit there and, and, and make plays when it counts the most, I feel like that. I feel like I perform better. And it's um, not mm. now that you said that. Uh, me and Bert actually were talking a couple of days ago, and we were talking about the Nestry, yeah, Nestry, right? And they did, um, you know, the evaluation on your brain, and they were saying Gabe performs at a very high level, a high pressure situations. Man, what's and, this machine? I need to, I need yeah, to get bro, it's into crazy. That. Yeah, like, no, it's crazy, nah, it's, bro. It's I know they're going to tell me. And, I'm they were able to, and they're able to, like, I think he was like, they told you, you need more sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he was just saying, like, Gabe is one of those guys, he performs in the crunch time. And there's not a lot of guys built like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Being for the moment is very hard. So for you, like, how, like, that's just something you love or that's just something that's natural for you? Um. Yeah, I think it's natural because, again, like, I had a plan A and that was it, you know, from when I was young. So I feel like I always had that on me to be able to perform because I knew at the end go where I wanted to be at, you know. And I feel like the pressure of me making that play wasn't as much as the pressure of me making it to the league, if that makes sense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The the consistency of that. Uh, I don't think I don't think those those are at the same level just because um, of the circumstances because I feel like that was the only way I could take care of the people I want to take care of. You know, and for me, like, if you got a plan B, you're planning to fail. Like, yeah, and thing. a lot of people say, have a plan B, and I get that whole thing. If that's how you feel good, if you're successful with it, cool. Yeah. But for me, I just feel like it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. For me, I, for me, it just wouldn't have worked. If I, had, if I had a plan B and I could be like, man, if this don't work, I can. The day I got up and I was tired, I was like, man, I still got this at the end. Yeah, right. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I still got, I still got the backup. But for me, it was like, nah, this, I'm all in. So whatever we got to do, this is what I'm doing. And I feel like that's what motivated me to be able to, because again, the confidence comes from the work too. Like if you're putting in the work and you're putting in the time, you're confident when 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 it's time to party. Cause mm-hmm. Sunday's a party. That's all it is. You know, I love so that. Cause you put the work in throughout the week. Exactly. You know, bees will say it every single Sunday. It's time to party. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's a great way to look at it. And, yeah, it's time sure. to party, and and that's what it is. And you're going against guys who do the same same thing as you. If not, you know, if they do or don't, at the end of the day, you still got to go against them and compete. And shit, sometimes you're gonna lose some of them who don't got to work. You know what I'm saying, yep. and it's like it is what it is. But that consistency is gonna keep you up there, and you, you're gonna be, you're gonna outlast all of them. I think in the end. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like to talk about. You know, we just brought up the Kansas City, and we brought up the Steelers. Like, and you said in one of your interviews, like, oh, I don't like to talk about the past. Like, I'm over that, right? So we're gonna talk about what's coming up, right? What are your like expectations? for this Bills team because y'all are so damn good and y'all are right here like obviously you know seconds away like what are y'all expectations for yourself like the standard that you guys hold yourselves to mm-hmm. for this season coming up so with the with the past thing my thing is is like everyone wants to ride with you when you when you riding high you know what I'm saying yeah and it's like but as soon as you as soon as you hit you know your rock bottom or you or you perform less than than what you have and you know everyone dogs you about it mm-hmm. so it's like when it comes to certain stuff it's like don't even bring it up yo because you'll be the same person talking bad about me if something bad 100 percent. you'll be the same person that's in here dogging me and and you got my mom out here stress calling me talking about why all these people talking about my baby right you know right. what i'm saying and i got family saying hey don't don't listen to them gabe like so it's like i don't even want to like i honestly I honestly don't i mean I, I i had i had i had deleted my twitter like I had deleted my Twitter, I had turned the comments off my Instagram, everything, because it was just like 
people are coming at you negative for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't even know who you are, what you're about, or you know what you do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's like people just in my comments in in March <laughs> talking about a game in September. Yeah, right. and I'm just like, why are y'all sitting here dogging me for no reason? Like I'm not even not yeah. even playing right now. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was a whole whole six seven months ago. Right. <laughs> like no one. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. You do not want to constantly sit here and be reading negative thoughts about you all the time. Mm-hmm. And there are positive thoughts. Don't get me wrong. But it's like I don't want to sit here and keep reading this crap. Like reading, sure. reading bad stuff about me for no reason. Hundred percent. Like just just dumb stuff. And it's like people always want to sit here and talk about us. You know, as if we ain't people too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like one thing I hate. Like I um I love that. That's my guy. They always want to dog that. Yeah. For what? It's like that dude's the greatest human being in this world. You know what right. I'm saying? For what he does for the community, how he is as a person. You know, I always got love and respect for him. It's like people people dog him. You know, people are just, they just dog everybody. Yeah. Cuz a lot of the times they see athletes as like objects. It's yeah. like they almost don't see y'all as people. And that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast, like this platform. So when y'all get on here, they can kind of see like Oh are. damn, Gabe's actually like a human. Like he's actually like a cool dude. Like he's actually mm-hmm. chill. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I shouldn't have commented blase, blase, blase on his picture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, you're a human. Now, if you got, if he was an asshole, you got on there and they comment some, then it, like it might give you yeah, a reason. But of right, course, right. It's better that they get to like see Gabe the person on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's like one of the big reasons why we started it. Because I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with Say, so I see like when he has a good game, when he has a bad game. Like I be seeing what the people say, and I'm like. If y'all knew him, like if y'all met him, y'all be like, he's a good dude. Like I don't like I shouldn't have did that. Yeah, you, know you want nothing but for sex, success for those type of people. Yeah, you know for what I'm sure. saying. And it's like, again, I feel like it doesn't get said enough, but it's like, and people don't care at the end of the day. They don't give a damn what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> let me let me go out there and do something, and they gonna still be, you know, right. let let any of us go out there and do something, right? Right. You know, Josh is MVP one day, the next he's the worst quarterback worst in the quarterback, NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's Damn. like, nah, bro, he's a great quarterback. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's a great person. You know, he loves a lot of people and, and does a lot of good for people. And it's like, but y'all sit here and just dog us all the time. You think people want to hear it? And then if we say something back, we bark back, then it's You're like, the we, we in the wrong. Yeah. You know, oh, well, that's what comes with the position. It's like, nah, bro, that's not what comes with the position. You shouldn't right. be, able to, be able to be out here just talking reckless about people and because it's, it's not only about us it's about our families too like yeah, that's our the, families yeah. are involved because they see this stuff and they don't want the, they don't want their families being talked about like that mm-hmm. and it's like that's what constantly is being pushed but back to what you said about with the Bills and um, you know our mindset this year I feel like for us it's just again like I said we have the pieces we gotta put them together Yeah, you know what I'm saying for sure and for us it's just taking it one game at a time mm-hmm. I mean I feel like not looking at one game bigger than another yeah Taking it day by day, um, staying healthy. Uh, obviously, last year was that was huge because um, a couple guys were getting hurt some weeks. Um, we lost Vaughn. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff like that. I mean, Josh had hurt his elbow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I had a high ankle sprain that I was dealing with all last year. That's the worst. It's like it's the worst. It's just you know nags you all season. Just nags you. So it's like I felt like I was missing a step. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, being healthy and then again, just taking it day by day, you know, um, just trying to figure it out. We got, um, I'm really interested to see how this year goes too, because we got McDermott. Uh, he's calling a play. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love to mess with McDermott, man. So it's <laughs> like it's, to see him doing that is going to be fun to watch because, you know, he's a competitor. You know, he wants to win. Um, 
you can trust McDermott with anything. Yeah. So when it comes to that, I'm really excited to see what he has to do because it's it's him calling the shots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's him calling the shots. Right. And that's the type of pressure he wants. That's what he wants on him, though, because he knows he can handle it because he's going to put the work in and put the time in to be able to execute in those big-time situations. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a fun year. So sure. going through that process and, like, you were talking about even before, like, the standard that you guys hold yourself to, I think uh, to have a championship-style team, you know, I was blessed enough to be on some teams in college. Like, the culture was just so big. Like, the culture was just so good to the point where just, like, you know, if the culture is just like that and everyone loves each other and everyone's bought in and everyone's on the same page, you can only win. Like, how is the Bills culture, you would say, from your standpoint? Yeah, I mean, the culture's great. I mean, we've been playing with each other now for, I mean, some of these guys have been playing with each other for, you know, five, six years. Right. Like, I've been playing with them for going on year four now for with most of them. Um, so, I mean, it's there. You know, we all love each other. It's like, I mean, you, you saw what I have upstairs. Like, people come to my house. It's not just the offense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting I'm getting special teams guys. I got defensive players. I was some offense. But, like, we all are together. Like, it doesn't matter what side of the ball you play on. Like, usually that's how it is. Like, most defense hang with defense. Obviously, with offense, you know, specialists kind of in their own little deal. But, no, nah, we're all together. We all hang with each other. We're all um, tight with each other. Um, and... It's gonna. It, it, it it's good. Like we have a great coach. Like this is probably everyone who comes here. It's like a lot of guys. Like I know Jordan Phillips. Like he left. I know mm -hmm. he went to. I think he went to Arizona. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up coming back because he's just like you know. There's no place better. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? There's no place better than Buffalo when it comes to the culture of, of the team and how everything's set up there. Like it's perfect. Cause I, I think. Oh my bad. I was just saying. Like I know people that work for the Bills and they rave about the organization. They rave about being in the building. Like it seems like everyone from like. The owner down to like the people that work in the cafeteria, down to the people that work in the locker room, to the players, like everybody loves being there. Like that's the yeah. only thing I've ever heard. I've never been there, but mm -hmm. like that's that's the universal word. So like Yeah, it, well, it, yeah, you know, Buffalo don't got that much. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got that nice facility we over there. We were like, hey, shit out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean it's it, it's a great environment. Like it's it's perfect. Like the way the way it's set up and and the people that we have in there is just like we have a very unique staff and it's it's great like no one dislikes each other like everything you know goes with everything so i feel like it's special because at that point it's not work it's like bro i love what i do i love getting up i love seeing my dogs it's just yeah. like bro this ain't work this you know yeah, what i'm saying because i see my dogs and they feel the same type of they feel mm -hmm. the same type of way yep so it's like i know that um i can get there and it's just some sort of comfort to me just obviously not being on year four too being in the same building um, but being out of the guys that I've been fighting with for the past couple of years is, is always great. And I think those are the things that, like you said, like the fans or other people don't see, like how close you guys are. And like those are some of the little intricate things that make a winning team or a yeah. championship team. So it's just like the guy, the fact that you guys are that close already is just like, bro, you guys are right there. So it's mm -hmm. like you guys can only win. Yeah, yeah, only win. And, you know, going off of that, um, describe your relationship with Josh. So he's like, you know, when you came in, um, obviously you weren't the number one guy, right? You had Knox, you got Diggs, you had Cole. But now I would say you're in that conversation as being one of his favorite targets. You know what I'm saying? Describe that relationship and how that grew from your rookie year till now. You know, bro, like your stats speak for themselves. You know, your production yeah. speaks for itself. So, you know, obviously you're one of his favorite targets. So mm. just describe that process. Um, so me, luckily me and Josh are, you know, basically kind of like the same type of person. Like we all like the same stuff. <laughs> He's hilarious. We got too. this. Yeah. We got the same kind of jokes. Um, we, we, obviously we do all, all the stuff that we do, like outside of football, we all, we all love doing. So that was easy. Um, for me, for him to be able to trust me, I just knew wherever I needed to be, you know, in any concept or anything, that's where I was going to be, you mm -hmm. know? 
Um, I wasn't going to, you know, freestyle anything or do something that maybe puts him a little bit out of his comfort zone. I'm like, let me just be where this guy knows I'm supposed to be and everything else will fall into place. So that was my biggest thing was just being able to, again, understand the details of each route and being able to be in the best position for him to feel comfortable to give me the ball in those in those tough times. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did it uh I mean he did it in the Cincinnati game. Like uh, it was cover two, I had ran a go and he knew that I was gonna be there and he put it right over um Eli Apple's head and I was able to get the big first for a first down and we did that. Me, him me, him and Cole had a system my rookie year. I mean, dude, I probably scored. I could have I got. I had two call back. I could have had six touchdowns just by running hole shots. Um, <laughs> He's just throwing with, it. Yeah, yeah, with two man concept because Cole would run an option route. He'd break out the corner. The corner comes. Would jump it because Josh would pump it, right. and then I'd I'd hit him over top. And we, I mean, we did that all year. <laughs> we did that all year, and it was like just being able to have that trust in me to know that a young guy is going to know what to do in these situations was. I feel like it was what gave him probably you know the most confidence to know that he can throw me the ball. You know, and I'll come down with it. And yeah. that trust. Um, does that come from you know seeing the way he seeing him seeing the way you prepare mm-hmm. right and then like does that come from you know the plays that you make or like how does that how does that trust formulate over time i think i think it's a little bit of both i mean that's the thing too like when it comes to the work i want guys to know that you know the process is obviously the toughest the toughest part right mm-hmm. being prepared getting ready you know off season workouts this and that so i want to make sure that when it's stuff that we don't really want to do that that's when Gabe is going his hardest to mm-hmm. let them know that, bro, you guys can trust me whenever, like, it's time to go out there and party. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I'm out here doing it when no one wants to do it. I'm out here doing all the dirty work and, you know, being able to show them that you can you can trust me to to be the player you need me to be. Um, and I feel like that comes with the work. And then also, yeah, I mean, me coming down with a lot of balls and making a lot of big plays and um, being able to – I mean, I look again. Like I said, we can talk about the Kansas City game again. Like that was my second year in the NFL, and no one has ever done that before. Yeah, and, and bro. that shit it's was crazy. crazy. And that and that just like that just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So right. anyone who's smart, anyone knows. Like, okay, that is there. You right. know what I'm saying? Now we just have to figure it out and put it together. For like, sure, those performances are there. You know. Um, Again, you just we just have to, you know, get together and figure out how we can make that, you know. I mean, four is a little much. Right, right. right. <laughs> Making a regular occurrence that he gets, yeah. you know, more than eight targets, you know, right. more than four targets a game kind right. of a deal. You know what I'm saying? No, so for sure. being able to do that. But, yeah, I feel like the work and, again, making plays has made him, you know, confident in me. Bro, I yeah. didn't realize how much of a deep threat you were, bro. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, and looking at your stuff like, bro. You caught some very long touchdown passes, like week after week after week. Just like that's trusting itself, like being like, let me just throw it up there and let my guy go make a play. Oh yeah, I was clearing out for all the other joints down there that was working on the good routes. I was just clearing <laughs> right. that joint out. They were like, oh shit, hold on now. Right. The, the, safe, the safety jumped. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna throw yeah, that joint I'm deep. That. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a uh, it's been uh because I mean that's what usually you know the backside guy does. He's running more deeper stuff. And right. I was able to get a lot of ops with that deep stuff. There were some plays that were literally made for me to run deep and I was the first option and things. So, yeah, I mean, I was definitely the deep threat of the team for sure. Yeah, de- Describe Josh. Because, like, I've been around him and he's just, like, a clown. Like, he's always joking mm-hmm. around. He's always playing. But, like, on the field, he's just a monster. So, describe, like, does he have that, like, switch where he just turns yeah. it on? Yeah, jo- yeah, Josh has a switch, man. It's like, 
he can get locked in just like that, and that's how he is every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, the weird thing is he throws up before every game. <laughs> no, um, for real? Yeah, he throws up before every game. Oh, my God. On yeah. purpose? I knew that doing purpose. college, you used to do that, yeah. On purpose. Throws up before every game. Um, and, yeah, man, he's he's a competitor. He wants to win. I mean, no one wants to win more than him in, in, in those moments. So yeah. he's definitely a guy that you want to be playing with because, I mean, you see the way he plays. You see the plays that he makes, how he extends plays. Mm-hmm. Um how, how I mean, he's a running back and a quarterback, so right. definitely a guy you want to have on your side. How yeah. how important was it for you to learn from Diggs and watch mm-hmm. him work and the things that you took from him since you've been with him so far? What I took from Diggs is don't do what Diggs does because Diggs does it way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's what I took. Yeah, yes, like Diggs is like his style of game is is different, my, and that's the thing too. Like when we talk about the comparison, right. don't try to. I'm not going to try and. Be a Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and be a Stefan Diggs. Um, there's just things that those guys are better than me at. Um, but the one thing I like from Diggs is how if Diggs messes up or does anything, Diggs is so good at like just separating that mm-hmm. from his head. I mean, he's so good at to the point where he might blame he might blame me for why he dropped the ball. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he might blame me for something. Right. Like he's just so good at having amnesia. Yeah. Um and I feel like that's something that I need from him is uh learning how to separate myself from mistakes because no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's perfect and you have to understand that that's what comes with football and that's what comes with with life in general. So it's something that I you know envy from him because he's so good at it. Um yeah. and but again, Diggs is a great great player and he does a lot of stuff that you know i can't do but i feel like there's strengths that i have that he can't do right um compliment compliment each other perfectly so definitely a guy that um i'm happy to be on the team with and i couldn't have been i probably couldn't have been with somebody better um the past four years to have this team at me i love him that's That's my brother so yeah he's awesome yeah you guys are chasing something a concept that isn't real perfection like exactly can't you can't obtain it but you strive for it every day yeah, I mean, people think, you know, like, that's the thing. It's like we're out here sacrificing so much to be able to go out there and, and do what we do. And, like, when stuff doesn't fall away, no one understands how hard it is for us. And you're already hard on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> no one understands how hard it is for us to be able to try and bounce back from that. That's why it's good to have a team that we have because everybody's there for each other, taking care of each other, and, and knows how it is. You know what I mean? Knowing that you ain't going to be perfect, knowing that there's going to be times where you're struggling. And it's just being able to have guys that can understand that, that are playing at the same level you are is special. How are you, I wanted to ask you, how are you able to bounce back from maybe being, what? Oh, no. I said, how how would you, how are you able to bounce back from maybe being, maybe being inconsistent in, like, your mental and, like, being able to get back on track and, like, maybe you had a bad game or maybe you had two bad games or two good games? Like, how are you able to bounce back from back and forth to make, make sure you stay even keel? Um, I feel like for me, it's, again, just just the work that's getting put in through the week. So if I feel like I'm preparing the right way and doing everything right and and um, doing everything I feel like I need to be to be confident in what I do, I feel like I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? Um, once the game's over and I'm at the house and I'm like the next day comes by, it's like, you know, kind of just it is what it is. It's on to the next week. Um, like I feel like Baltimore game was kind of rough for me a little bit. Um and then I come back. I think I think Baltimore was for the Steelers game. And the Steelers game, yeah. I bounced back. And, and there's things off the field that I was dealing with, too, you know, mm-hmm. that no one knows about. That Things that, like, 
we deal with our day-to-day lives. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time. I mean, all last year, really, um, that was kind of taking my focus off a of ball. And, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, I feel like I learned a lot last year about myself and about, you know, football and what my priorities are. And this year will definitely be different for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. When you, uh, when you look back, like, on your life and everything – that you've been through you know what's one word or one phrase that kind of describes you know Gabe me I mean I feel like we've been talking about this whole time but it's like sacrifice I did I did a activation series um with Nestry so like you go on the app and you can listen to you know uh Calvin Johnson's a big yep. uh, guy into it, and he has his activation series where he talks about how he transforms into Megatron, the guy that he is, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, my whole thing was the sacrifice thing because that's all I knew. Like, I saw I saw my mom, you know, come home from work, put her clothes in the washer, get them out of the dryer in the morning, wear the same thing every single day. I saw her sacrifice, you know, her appearance, her, her I mean, damn, happiness because she had to work all them hours, you know, yeah. each and every week to be able to take care of us. I saw her sacrifice a lot for us. Um, and it just made me feel like that is everything that I needed to do. Um, so I feel like sacrifice is the biggest thing for me just because that's all I knew. That's all, that's all, that's all I seen was what my mom did. That's why, and that's why you're going to be great and going to be one of the greats. sacrifice. It's important. Um, And another one of our stable questions, man, uh, for the people watching, you know, um, the show is called Second Wind, and we want people that are watching this to take something away from your story and whoever else comes on the show. Um, So for the people watching, what advice would you give to them about, you know, catching their second wind or just any advice that you would just share to anyone that wants to be the next Gabe Davis or, you know, playing the league or whatever? Yeah. I, I say it again. Like I said, I said it at the beginning, I feel like, because that's what I got at the front of my gym um, on my jersey. It's you can be anything you want in this life. You know, the real question is, what are you going to do to sacrifice for it? And it's all on you at the end of the day. Like, you got to look in the mirror every single day and realize what you're not doing in order to be better. Facts. Um, and a lot of people point the finger at everybody else on why they're not where they want to be. It's like, that ain't doing nothing but slowing you down, bro. You ain't going to get where you want to get to. And now you're going to be them 40-year-old dudes talking about how good you was in high school. <laughs> and it's like, Facts. you got you to gotta realize that the only thing stopping you from being where you want to be is you. Mm. If you if you give yourself, you know, if that's the only option you have, right, if that's the only way you think, like, there's no way you don't be successful because because now you hold yourself to a certain standard every yeah. single day because now it's all on you. It ain't on nobody else. It mm-hmm. ain't on the quarterback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, like being a receiver, it ain't on him to get you the ball, bro. You got to put yourself in the best position for him to get you the ball. Just have that mindset and don't go point the finger at everybody point else. Thumb. Point the thumb. Yeah, point the thumb. You right only blame you, yourself. Bro. Only blame yourself. Damn. And no matter what. So that's what I feel like people that's should take away. Beautiful answer, bro. Yeah, bro. Man, oh, we want to tell man. you, bro. That interview was fire. fire. Like we really, <laughs> Thank no, for you, real, bro. bro. Like for we real, want to tell you, really appreciate you, bro. For you know, real, man. camps around the corner, bro. You made some time for us. You of know course. what I'm saying? We really had to come out here, that, man. Drive all the way to Buffalo. Buffalo. J-, J Mills was cool with me, you know. Yeah. When I was out there, <laughs> not <laughs> when I wasn't, when I wasn't doing it. Yes, you know sir, what I'm saying? That's so my guy. Yeah, I got time for my guy. That's my guy, man. I appreciate that. Second win family, man. Please like, like, comment, comment, subscribe. Tell your auntie, tell your grandma, tell your pet fish, tell anybody you know. 
Yo, guys, please listen. Dropping gems. We got Mr. Gabe Davis. Davis big, on the another show. big season for him individually and team wise, man. Can't wait for you to do your thing and you guys go uh, get that Lombardi trophy. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Second one, family. Man. We out. Appreciate Gang. It.